0: This week on the Steam Machine podcast, in honor of Terry Funk. Well, you know, Nate, we played through Trails in the Sky, and that there's one thing I want to tell you, you egg sucking dog. It's that your mother's a whore. Cue the music. <laughs> And welcome back to another episode of the Steam Machine Podcast My name is Dalton, and I bet most of you didn't get that intro reference Joining me, as always, is my good buddy Yo, it's the Turtle Bear Man himself, one half of the Destructo Bros It's Nate, what's going on guys? Yes, we are down one man this week That is okay, he is with us in spirit And we dove into some trails But before we get to there, my good sir What's your not to these past two weeks? How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing good. I can't
1: remember if I finished the show last time before we talked or not, but I finished um Severance. Okay, I think you had started it in the last episode. Yeah, that's what so. I think too. Like weeks go by so fast now. <laughs> that show, freaking incredible. Highly recommend it to everybody. It's a really cool mindfuck kind of T V
0: show. Love that's my favorite kind.
1: Yeah. It's like that's it's on Apple version apple tv
0: plus or whatever it's really really good ah, okay see i don't have that but i bet if i tried hard enough mr bay would let me borrow it so he probably would he's a nice guy he's nice he's like nice that man. he's a nice man
1: yeah so um, i highly recommend that one and then man my least favorite thing happened last week and that's when my wife goes out of town for a week so, uh, so i'm just sending at home by myself for a full week so it was a lot of playing most of trails in that one week to be completely honest (laughs) because i knew it was coming up and i was like i'm gonna need something to fill the time so i didn't push too hard until last week to get through trails and then um watched a lot of nature documentaries i watched all of our planet on netflix which is like
0: 16 hour long
1: episodes i think
0: (laughs) hell yeah i love nature documentaries oh yeah dude like they're fantastic um if I could rec- recommend one to you that is, it's not there. It's not very long. It's like 40 minutes, an hour long. Um, it's on curiosity stream. Um, I don't know if you have curiosity stream. I don't need it though. That's um, a good one. so anybody listening curiosity stream is like, I think it's like 16 bucks for a year or something like that. Like it's stupid cheap because and I think the, their whole thing is they want to keep it cheap so people will learn. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but there is a documentary on there. I think it's still on there. Um, it might not be, but it was. It was all about squirrels <laughs> and different kinds of squirrels. And it is just, it's educational, but it is so cute. Man. There are some freaking adorable squirrels in the world. And the fact that a marmot is considered a squirrel.
1: Marmots are squirrels.
0: It's fantastic. Nice. Marmot. Yeah, they're like a big world. Oh, what's a marmot? I said nice marmot. <laughs> oh, they're a. Uh,
1: I know what a marmot is. <laughs>
0: what, what, what cracks me up about them is like, like when they do their uh battles, not battles, but like their displays of dominance and stuff like that, they basically like stand up on their hind legs and stick their bellies out and like pat their bellies and they're like, Look how fat I am, you can't mess with me. And I'm like, That's just tremendous. They're like sumo wrestlers, Wish <laughs> the tough fights in my neck of the woods were. I'd win a bunch of those, right? <laughs> dude, I would be like, oh, oh, well, around here, I might not be undisputed king, but I'd be up there <laughs> in in the heavyweight division. You know, Brandy pointed out to me the other day. She was like, you know, because somebody at work called me a fat fuck for some reason. And I was telling her about it. And she was like, she goes, you know, what pisses me off so much about that. Is that like, I've seen you go from over 400 pounds to where you're at now. And you work so hard and these fucking people don't know. And I'm like, Brandy, calm down. (laughs) She was getting more mad about it than me. And I was like, calm down. It's okay. Like, I've learned to let that shit roll off my back. Like, but in saying that and working in the general public around here in Florida, in the sticks of Florida bro I am not nearly as fat as I think I am like I'm pretty like I'm a big dude don't get me wrong I still have some ways to go but uh there are some people who I see at when I'm up at work that men and women that are well over 280 or they're just shorter than me so I don't know what they weigh but they're shorter than me and they're wider but like I used to be real hard on myself about being so big, but now I'm looking at other people. Well, you know, I'm really not that fat anymore. I'm cool with it. <laughs> That's fair, <laughs> man. So what else you been up to,
1: man? Yeah. And so while she was gone, I also decided to do just a cute little thing for her. So, I know I mentioned we watched the white Lotus and one of the big parts of that show was there was the fanciest room in the hotel was called the pineapple suite. So I went to party city and got a bunch of like tropical Hawaiian and um, um, pineapple decorations and put them all throughout our bedroom. (laughs) And when she got home, I kind of acted like I was a hotel manager, I was like, now let me take you to our pineapple suite. (laughs) She got home. I'll get your bags for you in a
0: minute, (laughs) bro. That's tremendous. Yeah. I I love, I love shit like that, dude. You gotta do some cute love, shit sometimes, you know? Oh, yeah, dude. I know. I uh, And I love doing that for people, too. Like, uh, way back in the day, I did a thing for Brandy where, I, like, she showed up to my house and I had written on the door. She plays video games. She loves RPGs like us. So I had written on the door uh, on note that was like, you know, uh, follow your quest trail to find <laughs> the loot that you need. And she opened the door and there was flower petals Yeah, that went into my bedroom which led to this thing that like opened it up and I think there was like a bracelet or a necklace a ring something like that in there. I don't remember what it was and a note and everything and then it was like now turn your quest into the bard in the living room <laughs> and she came walking in the living room and I was sitting there playing guitar <laughs> and saying I think I was I think I played uh, I will follow you into the dark for I'm just kidding <laughs> listen my friend Ashley, my friend Ashley, she loves the cute shit I do, but every time that I tell her about something I do, she goes, GAY! <laughs> <laughs> but This is a, something that I have right now For, and she doesn't listen to this show, so I'll be okay talking about it So I'm, I got, I made Brandy a uh, a photo album thing for her birthday of pictures of like me and her from when we first met Like way back in the day up until now and I ended it with, because she's a nerd and she's got a bookshelf and she loves reading and everything. I ended it with, um, you will forever be the beauty, the beauty to my beast. I should call you Belle or something like that. Right. So when she gets to that part, I'm going to be like, and since you're Belle, you deserve a rose that'll <laughs> last forever. Nice. See this in there? And it's yeah. this little rose in the glass thing and then it lights up. Yeah. Nice. So, I'm hoping she'll think it's sweet. Sure she will, man. I, uh... It's funny, and I tell her all the time, too. I'm like, I know I'm... I tell her, I'm like, listen, I know I treat you like a girlfriend, but I want you to know that, like, I'm not trying to get with you or get in your pants or anything. I was like, you're my best friend. And I was like, would I marry you tomorrow? Absolutely. But what am I doing? I'm trying to show you how guys should treat you. So the next dude that comes along should treat you at least as good as I treat you or better. And that's... That's the way that I'm going about the thing. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold (laughs) said so. Because Stone
2: Cold said so.
0: (laughs) Throw me a beer. Oh, man. I wish
1: I had them in here with me, because I'd show you, but they're in the other room. But she also got me a couple presents. So she found this store when she was out that had, like, very obviously knockoff video game merchandise. So she got me a keychain with a knockoff knuckles from Sonic the Hedgehog. And... um. A knockoff Charmander that just looks amazing and I love it so much.
0: (laughs) The knockoff knuckles, his it's like his name is finger
2: ends.
0: (laughs) I don't know what the hell you'd call a knockoff Charmander. I called him Charles Mander. There you go. (laughs) Charlie Mander. Oh that's too close to Charles Manson. (laughs) Charlie Manson! No, it's Charlie Mander. oh man what about Uh, you man what you been up to well uh let's see I got over COVID I had COVID and then got over COVID um work work and more work uh let's see played some more Baldur's Gate 3 um so I made a new character so I didn't beat the game yet Uh, my my main character that I have is in act 3 and I think that's the final act but I could be wrong um But I made a new character because I was like I'll try out another build right so I made this uh, I made a ranger because my first one was a fighter so I made a ranger um and Immediately in the beginning area Excuse me. I found two more companions that I missed completely on the first run through um a a rogue and a wizard and I was like what the hell How did I how did I not find you guys the first time? (laughs) So that was cool. Um been Messing around with that, but let me tell you let me tell you something as good as Baldur's Gate 3 is and I am enjoying the fuck out of it Bro, I started playing on GOG. I have it pulled up right here. It's called a- a- Avernum Avernum, I think it's avernum escape from the pit So it's by spider web software. Um, if anybody out there knows about spider web software. They've been around for a while um, They put out low-budget indie RPGs with a lot of writing good writing Um And it's kind of like Baldur's Gate-esque style graphics. Uh, Old, older Baldur's Gate, not newer Baldur's Gate. Um, So, Avernum Escape from the Pit originally came out in 1994, I believe, as Exile Escape from the Pit. And then, a little bit later, they remade it into Avernum. Um... And now they've remade it again So he's like, yes, my company I watched the GDC with uh, the guy that does Spiderweb software the other day, and he's like, yes My company is old enough now that we are making Remakes, uh, remasters and remakes Of remakes, so yes, that's <laughs> What we're doing um, But, dude, it's just tremendous Man, so I made Me, well, a Cardugo Vaughn Is my go-to uh, Name for the games like that um, Then I have a Guy who is a fighter who looks like a barbarian, and his name is Turtle Bearman. Nice. Um, Icebrand sounds like a wizard's name, so I have a wizard named Icebrand, which would be R- Willie's representation. And then I have a rogue, and I was trying to think, man, who, who would be the rogue? And then it clicked with me. Oh, okay. Retrogue. <laughs> so. I named him Rhett Rogue. <laughs> so that's my team of 4 and we have been kicking ass son. I am so happy with this fucking party. <laughs> nice. We have been kicking ass and it's been a it's been a fun, it's been a fun time, man. Um very much one of those games where like you can do something and then be like, "Ha," and then you go and talk to somebody else and they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm waiting for my my friends to come along. They were coming down the path and, and you have to be like, "Oh, uh, so the goblins I just killed, yeah, I think they had all your friends like dead around here you know, and things like that. So it, it's just things that happen in the world like is reactive, and I really like that. And the writing's been really good. Um, it it made me put down Baldur's Gate three and That's play impressive. it. So I mean, for an indie dev, I, I I I really enjoy it. Um, there's one. So many like there's a bunch of different games that he's done. He's done uh, Avernum. He's done uh, Avedon. Uh, Queen's Wish. And then there's Gene Forge, and I think that Epic gave away Gene Forge Mutagen, which was the remake of the first Gene Forge game, and so I think most of us listening probably have it, especially if you're in the Discord, because cool. Kana is always on top of hosting the the Epic game. I missed so many Epic games when Kana was gone, <laughs> because I didn't think to check, because every week, Kana's like, boom, free games on Epic. Yeah. Here you go, everyone, because she's the bomb. Yeah, um, for sure but yeah gene forge is one of the games that they made and it's like the classic rpg style but you make monsters like you gene forging basically yeah so, i mean it's in the name um but you create st- so i think that could be a cool game for the show you know to check out and be like oh what kind of crazy shit can we make <laughs> nice you know see what our teams end up looking like uh, other than that man uh, i've been playing some session some skate there's a skateboarding simulator getting better at that Still it's it is so much more in depth than skate. So it 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 fucks with my brain. Cause it's so skate, the way it worked was like you controlled your feet, like you steered with the left stick and then you controlled like ollieing and stuff with the right stick. On session, you turn with the triggers. Mm. You 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 can turn with the stick, but your left thumbstick controls your like front foot and your right thumbstick controls your back foot. So if I want to, say if I want to ollie, I got to hold down on the right, or on the right thumbstick and then flick the left thumbstick up and it'll pop an ollie. That seems complicated. Boy, <laughs> let me tell you, it is. <laughs> and this quest I'm on, I was like, okay, I just need to play this game and get some time into it now because this quest I'm on is like, wants me to do a full, um, line of it. Like So they're like, okay, we want you to go up and do a backslide, a back, backside tail slide and then flip out and then go over here manual across this other thing and then hit the rail on the way down and i'm like how the fuck do you backslide tail slide on purpose <laughs> i try and i might hit it one out of 20 times because i'm just like what the fuck but it's fun though it's one of those games it's almost like the satisfaction that you would get when you beat a hard part in hollow knight yeah. and you're like yeah finally i got past that mother-. it's the same feeling i get when i'm like Yes, I finally beat this fucking mission that asked me to do these tricks, and I'm like, how, how, um, yeah. So I've been playing that. Uh, haven't really left the house much. Um, so not too much interesting on that front. Uh, I might have an interview tomorrow, but I might not go to it because it seems real weird. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's fair. You told <laughs> so, me a little bit about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's a group interview for an assistant store manager position. Which just seems odd to me. Like, I get doing a group interview for part time associates and stuff like that because you're going to want a lot of them. But, like, you don't need a lot of assistant store managers. So, although Aldi, which is the company that is doing Aldi, is supposedly buying up a bunch of Winn Dixies and Harveys around here, mm. which is funny because I used to work for Harveys and then it got bought out by Winn Dixie. <laughs> um, and I remember when it was Food Lion and it got bought out by Harveys. So it's like that company's been passed around like a motherfucker. Let, then in the other side of town, you got Hitchcock's. Hitchcock's used to be Miller's. And then it went to Hitchcock's, been the same ever since. They're holding it down over there. This other company over here just keeps switching like a motherfucker. But, you know, I guess whatever, whatever makes the company the most money, I suppose that's what they're going for. Like, let me yeah. get that payout, dog. <laughs> let me get them millions and millions and millions of dollars. Can't even imagine. I'd like to have a hundred grand fuck a million dollars <laughs> god damn uh but yeah dude it's just it's been an interesting two weeks uh gaming wise but other than that nothing else really yeah fill you in. nothing else um so i guess that will lead us into our uh our game talk my good sir um i need to pull up the o-dubs real quick did we do that last time did we do it last time screw it do it uh, again <laughs> i don't remember i'll run through it quickly <laughs> Trails see, Wiki. I knew I was forgetting something when we were getting ready, and it was to pull this up Alright, The Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky SC is a 2006 role-playing game developed by Nihon Falcom The game is part of the Trails series, which itself is part of the larger Legend of Heroes series And that is a hole to dive in if you want to look at how many games are actually in this series uh, And this serves as a direct sequel to Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky This was first released in Japan for Windows which was always surprising to me in 2006 before releasing for the PlayStation portable the following year Uh, trails in the sky SC did not see an English release until 2015 due to the large amount of text necessary to translate and localize now pause I'm gonna go ahead and reference it right now so I don't forget there is a fucking chest message in this game that you you check because you know every chest if you don't know in these games you check a chest and get your item out check it again because it's gonna have something funny or smarmy one of them that I checked was literally like Please send help. We've been translating this game for so long. Dash the locale team yeah. and I'm like yeah I, Seeing it that this game like you said came out in 2006 and didn't get an English release till 2015 Who? It's There's insane. a lot of text. in this game. I
1: don't believe that they took 9 years to do it. I
0: don't think they were
1: working on it for 9 years straight, but
0: oh no, probably not that long. But say say even they say they decided in 2012 that they were going to be like, okay, well, yeah, let's bring this over to English audiences and see what go- what happens. Still, you know, I don't know. I don't know when development started on that. I wish I knew. Yeah. But the crazy thing about that to me is like it's is a game from 2006. We didn't get it till
1: 2015. Can you imagine how good your game has to be to have to feel confident that people
0: are gonna want to buy your nine year old game? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they did. And that's the thing. I you know, I wonder when did the first Trails of Cold Steel game come out? I bet that was what sparked. Let me let me look that up real quick. Trails of Cold Steel one release date. September 26, twenty thirteen. Okay. And then, so yeah, and then a high definition port of this was released in 2013 for PlayStation 3, and a remaster was released on the PlayStation Vita in 2015, but both were only released in Japan. Wow. Okay. So, damn man, I would love to play a PS3 version of this. Although I guess it would be the same thing as playing it on computer. Now that I'm thinking about it, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it'd be cool to have just to have the PS3 disc of yeah, the Japanese version. For sure. Um. Yeah, so this, to me, feels like that this could have been like one long game, Uh Trails FC and Trails SC.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely just felt like a continuation of the same story. They did a couple things, I think, at the beginning of the game to make it feel like a different game, but it was completely unnecessary. The only reason I think they did it. And the main thing, this is what I'm talking about, they, they did was they made you get a new th- kind of ornament so that you have to redo all your orbaments throughout the course of this game. But if they, because like if you didn't, you'd be overpowered way too early in the game. But yeah. I honestly think that that's the only reason they had to do that.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I, I think I, I agree with you because, I mean, and I guess based on if you carried your save over, they were like, yo, here's a amount of stuff that you can go ahead and go buy some stuff to get it set up right but yeah other than that and then some other things like in the beginning that kind of probably could have been left out like it could have they could have like taken this and released it as one long ass game yeah though they probably were like well but you know at the time were long RPGs really a thing back then other than like the niche you know like computer RPGs that were 100 hours long
1: yeah, I'm trying to I don't think. Remember. I know. I think we've looked into this a little bit. And I don't think there was anything quite this long out at
0: the time, but other than like your Final Fantasies and Dragon Quests, but yeah,
1: but I do think there was. Spoiler alert for a little bit later: a lot of chaff to cut from SC. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, dude, we can get into that right now since that's kind of stuff in the beginning we want to talk about. So what was? Let's just go with it. What was your first impressions of SC? Uh, I know we covered that a little bit last episode, yeah. But,
1: um, but yeah, but I played a lot more since then. So yeah um i really liked the prologue i thought the prologue was great kind of picked up right where the first chapter left off so like and it kind of shows what estelle did right after joshua left which was she went to this training camp so she could get herself to be stronger so she could go find joshua and i really liked that whole aspect the way they handled the training camp i thought that was really fun the way that was handled um and then after that you go into the first few chapters of the game and boy they in my opinion were they a slog. It was a lot of rehashing things from the first game, a lot of reintroducing characters that you already knew from the first game. And yeah. cuz there was even a chest in this game that I found later on for the text after you took the thing I was like, "Boy, I bet this you didn't play the first game. You're really confused right now." So it's like, "Yeah, I bet." so why did you make me reintroduce to all those <laughs> characters like that in the
0: beginning of this game? Yeah. Yeah. And I know I get like in theory why they did it because there's always the chance that your game is the, or this one's going to be someone's first, but at the same time, and I think we've had this conversation off air who the fuck comes into a series and is like, Oh, this is the second chapter. Yeah. I'll start here.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Especially because
1: like, and I get it, but, that, that does leave a little bit of an issue from, you know, an American point of view, because SC came out so much longer after the first chapter came out in the United States. Yeah. So it, I don't know what the availability of the first game was by the time this one came out. Now that I think of it.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. I I mean I assume that the first game would have been on at least like Steam and things by that point. You're right. This was that. See
1: my brain, I forget that this is the computer uh era. This isn't older. It is older than that, but it's not older than that for us <laughs> in yeah. America. So I guess that kind of does kind of flip the and, switch on that a little bit.
0: And again, I I know the first game, like where it got real popular was it was on the PSP. Yeah. So a lot of people played that, you know, on the on the go, um, and I believe the second one, yeah, the second one also came out for PSP. So these were like a PSP series over here for a while, and then they got PC ports, I believe. Which okay, so that is kind of
1: still they kind of cuts out
0: my own point then that they didn't need to do this big long reintroduction yeah. to the characters. No, they really didn't. Um, and a couple parts definitely drag in the beginning for sure. Um, the uh, some of the like side quests and stuff you do. Or just like, oh, man, this is just filler, right? Yeah, it's like, go here. Now go here. Now go here. Like, okay. (laughs) And one thing I did appreciate about second chapter was that they made it very uh, distinct in the first game. Like, you guys are bracers in training. So you need to travel around on foot and learn the people and the land and get to know everyone and meet people along the way because when you become full bracers, you might not have the opportunity to do that and then in this game There are there is some running around towards the end of the game But for the most part when you're going to another city you go hop on an airship You don't go take off on foot like you did in the first one So I thought that was a cool little evolution where they were like, you know, you're full-fledged bracers now Hop up on the flying thing Yeah Yeah um, But as far as like Man, I hate to say this, that, to me, and I don't know if it was because I was playing it with COVID and I, I just had the time, like, it didn't bother me, but I absolutely agree that it, the first few chapters were slug, just, like, kind of, like, crawling through mud, getting through it. Um, I mean, but that, I mean, they do introduce you to some people uh, who become pivotal to this game, like, I believe you meet Renna. Yeah, uh, relatively early on in the game and I I remember messaging you and being like, bruh, there's going to be a character that you come across and there's something about this girl I think she's going to come back later in the series, so <laughs> I'm not going to give it away oh, no, I don't even think I told you it was a girl, I said you're going to come across a character, and I absolutely think and then you messaged me and you're like, Renna? Yeah, absolutely, dude <laughs>
1: Well, the th- thing, funny thing about it is is we both got way different impressions about what that character was going to end up yeah. being.
0: Yeah, for sure. And you ended up being correct. I thought that she was going to be like, oh, okay, well, Estelle's going to keep up with this girl and she's going to come back in the later games maybe be in Cold Steel. Something like that. Boy, was I wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she She turned out to be one of the
1: villains of the game. <laughs> yeah what was the dead giveaway to me on it was the art style reminded me too much of the rest of the society of the Ouroboros which was the main conflict in this game essentially it was um and one thing I did like about this game is because like it was alluded to at the end of the last game there was a society of Ouroboros you'd even kind of heard of one of them the Phantom mm-hmm. Thief B. Um, he was kind of a plot point in the first game as well. And you did meet um, Professor Weissman.
0: Was it, it was Weissman, right? Yeah, and then also uh, you met Lowe, uh Low, yeah, low Louis Love. I think it's actually like love
2: Probably. Was, yeah, Low. Whatever, whatever,
0: Lowe, whatever. <laughs> uh, you meet him because he's under a different name, Lawrence. Um, Lawrence, yeah, and he kicks the shit out of you in the first game. Yeah. Um, so which. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so the thing I was going to say was, like, the one cool thing I think they did
1: was introduce you to all these different, um, all the different kind of underlings. Not the underlings. These are, like, the high-ranking officials of the Ouroboros. So you met, like, I think four or five or six of them maybe in this game. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And that that was the coolest part of the game to me was, like, the villains kind of getting to meet them. And the really cool thing they did was... It's either really cool or really corny, depending on how you look at it. I kind of enjoyed it. Um, But all of the members of that society had a deep connection with somebody in your party, in the Bracer Guild.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I like that, too, because that gives you more... um, What's the word I'm looking for? Investment. Like You're like, oh, well, I love these characters, and you're attached to these characters, so that means that you have some importance to them. You're not just some rando. Mm -hmm. Because in the first game, like Lawrence, that we
1: talked about, he was just kind of of big, badass rando that you didn't really know anything about. But in the course of this game, you kind of learn his connection to two of your main characters, Joshua and
0: Agate. Yeah. And the connection with Joshua, it's like, damn. Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, I know at one point, like, I kept telling you, like, when, when we would talk off air, it was like, dude, this game starts ramping up and then it just picks up and goes and I hope that you don't think that I was lying to you because like I think you like pretty much it's like dude, when this game starts kicking in that story it kicks in fucking hard and it's like man it starts being boom boom and those last few chapters are like bangers but getting to them again was like I
1: for the most part agree I still think there were some dips in the mid game as well but like I think for the most part yeah it did pick up and became a better game, by far,
0: after the end of, like, say, the fourth chapter. Yeah. Yeah, because that was when uh, shit actually started kind of... not revealing itself, but more things were coming to light.
1: Yeah. And there were lots of cool twists and turns, some of, like, your favorite characters. Like, you have twists that you may or may not have seen coming, just based on the characters. Like, I didn't think there was a twist for Olivier from the first game in this game. I did not find it shocking at all. I don't
0: know if you did. So the fact that he was a prince yeah surprised me i knew he had something to do with erebonia because of things that were hinted at in the first game and things throughout this game um when when he dropped that line the next time i see you it will be his enemies i was like oh shit i kind of Is laughed he a member at that of huh? <laughs> i kind of laughed at that line because like this is him being dramatic
1: again because that's what he does. I didn't yeah. believe he was going to be an actual enemy for a second.
0: <laughs> okay. Dude, I love that character. Olivier, Olivier dude, he yeah. is fantastic. Um, for sure. But yeah, then when he shows up later on and he's all like dressed up in his military outfit and everything and he's like, Prince Olivier something something, son of the leader of Arabonia. And he's talking with uh, Chloe for one, I love that this is like a serious ass like military discussion, and Estelle's just like, "Hold on, this is bullshit."
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's like
0: I'm throwing down my bracer rank,
2: Olivier.
0: What are you doing? He's like, "Have we met?" She's like, Don't play dumb with me, Bard boy. <laughs> like, <Yes. laughs> like, oh, I loved it. She just fucking snaps on him tremendous dude there were some like some moments in this game that I was legitimately like grinning ear to ear yeah um, there were some moments that made me tear up a little bit and I, I didn't like full-on boohoo cry like I have at some games but I did tear up at this uh, specifically the agate backstory and then when it got revealed what happened to the town of ham Hamlet Hamel it was one Hamel, of those Hamel. Hamel. um, and man brutal and then talking about uh when they when uh low uh lets estelle in on why joshua is the way he is and does that whole backstory of how him and joshua know each other yeah it was like mother of god this is great writing yeah dude like i had already
1: liked agate a lot as one of my probably top five characters in this in the first game He's, like, top three <laughs> out of the series now for me. Like, Agate is so good. I love that guy.
0: Dude. I, yeah, he, he's he's fantastic, and he's a hard hitter. But, like, when you show up to the town that he's from, when that uh, dragon attacked it or whatever, and he just is like, I have to go, and just disappears. I was like, man, don't do anything stupid. And then he went and did something stupid. <laughs> yeah. Agate rushed but, in. and <laughs> just got himself in got a lot wrecked. of trouble. <laughs>
1: Yeah, got wrecked. Um, and that was kind of the interesting thing about the villains, too, because, like, obviously Low, or however you want to pronounce it, was one of the biggest villains arc of this game, right? And yeah. the way that he talked to everyone, and still you could see his humanity in him a little bit. Because, like, the way he talked about Agate when he they, was like, you're weak because you don't know what you're fighting for. Once you figure that out, you'll actually probably be a pretty good fighter, <laughs> you know?
0: yeah and i think that that whole thing was because Lowe's like he wasn't in oroboros because he was evil he was in it because he was just like he wanted humanity to prove that they were worth it yeah because of the loss um you know that they go into we can leave that to viewer speculation they can go play the game if they want to know those juicy details yeah.
1: but like I, I thought that was super well handled and Lowe became probably the best written part of the antagonists of this game. Yeah. Because honestly, Weissman, who's the leader, well, the assumed leader. I don't, I think obviously after seeing what happened in this game, there's some people above him even, but Weissman just kind of a generic evil for being evil's sake kind of villain, you know?
0: Yeah. The people under him were much more well-written and I'm very curious to hear from you, um, some of the the special things in the end, where if you were to take certain characters to certain fights, because you took the time to do that, and I did not. Um, and I commend you for that, my good sir, uh, because I know like you had, um, oh, I can't remember her name, but it was the ghost, the fog lady. Like her and Sh- uh, Sherazard were connected. Then you had uh, the wolf. Um, yeah, the dire wolf the, was connected. The dire wolf Zen. was Zen. Um and then Lowell and Josh. Um, and then Ren Ren's was Tita, right? Tita, yeah. Because the crazy so the twist with Renee is like she starts off looking at this sweet
1: little girl, and so like they keep sending her and Tita off to play together. <laughs> and so Yeah. If you think about it at the end of the game, you're like, oh shit, like we're just sending Tita off with this
2: psychopath.
0: <laughs> with an absolute murderer. Like dude, so Ren Ren looks like the, the cutest little purple haired girl. Just with some crazy looking eyes, right? Everybody knows a girl with some crazy eyes. <laughs> and she's so sweet. And then it just gets dropped on you that, like, she set this whole thing up that you go through. Oh, and by the way, she reaches behind her back and whips out a scythe that's two sizes bigger than her. And she's apparently called the Angel of Slaughter. Yeah. And I'm like,
2: what the fuck? <laughs>
0: dude what where are your parents oh you mean these they're dolls <laughs> what the fuck because like <laughs> i literally said that like what happened to your parents like out loud and then in the cutscene, she is they basically say what the fuck what about your parents and then she drops the dolls and they're like no they're they're orbit doll things and i'm just like mother of god yeah what an evil and then she calls on the pata mata yeah which is just german for mother or Father, mother, father, mother, yeah, and this big ass robot thing. Like, then there are some cool, cool bosses in this game. I do like in this series how if something has a
1: German sounding name, it's pretty much guaranteed to be evil
0: 100%. Yeah, <laughs> Weissman, the Pata Mata. Uh, what was the name of those uh, soldier units from the first game that were? Oh. You know what I'm talking about? I know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they were like the SS. Almost. They had a <laughs> very really, German you name know
1: and they were definitely the baddies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like,
2: I feel
1: like, like this a game had, a poli- had definitely had political statements it was making as well with the very um, not so well hidden fact that the main
0: country's name that you're all from and defending is called liberal. <laughs> yeah, liberal. <laughs> I, and what's funny is I think they try to get around with that. They try to pronounce it as liberal. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And I'm a Democrat.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. it definitely
2: hit
1: on political things, but it's very anti-fascist, which I think is fitting for today's day and age.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It aged well. <laughs> yeah. It aged well. Maybe this was Neon Falcom trying to distance themselves from Germany just a little more. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, wait. We're we're cool over here in Japan. We're cool. Don't no. Just <laughs> yeah. forget about that. Nah, not that. No, they're evil. See, in our games, bad guys, bad yeah. guys. <laughs> but yeah, and, oh. and I think
1: my I think one of my biggest complaints about the game was the lack of too many additional characters because you know this game already had an extensive roster, which I didn't think was handled all that well for the most part because there's so many times where you just can choose between whatever eight characters you want to take. And I kind of would have liked it better if there was more mandatory use of different characters. Cause there were some characters I just ended up like, I don't really want this person in my party ever. Cause they're not super useful. i so they'd end up being 20 levels behind everybody
0: else. Yeah, man, boy, did I learn that the hard way towards the end of the game? <laughs> um, it, it, it was to a point where, at the end of the game, every battle I got through, maybe maybe every other battle, Chloe was leveling up. Mm-hmm. Because she was so much further behind. Because for the most of this game, I ran um, Estelle, Olivier, a- a- Agate, or I guess technically Agate, but it's Agate, <laughs> and, uh, and Zen. Mm. Um, and then when I got Joshua, I ran... Estelle, Josh, Agate, and Zen. See, you used Zen a lot more than I did. <laughs> I I like Zen a lot because he was a tank. Yeah. So like I would let him go out into the middle of shit and get hit, and I'd keep him healed with Estelle, and then I would use Josh to just wreck shit. Him and Agate just to wreck shit. Yeah.
1: See, the person I ended up never using, which made me sad because I liked the character a lot, was Sherazard. Like I never used Chara. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it, you know, fun fact: uh, in the beginning of the game, you get a choice between who you want to join you, Agate or Sherazard. Yeah, my deciding factor in that, and it's funny because the the video that I watched, the guy said the same thing, and I was like, well, I'm validated." You spend the whole first game, and beginning of the first game with Sherazard. Yeah, so it was like, you know, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Agate, and then I'm I was also glad I did that because. I remember that armor and stuff in this game is sex based. Yeah. So if you're rolling with Shira and Estelle, you're going to be picking up armor that you can't use for a while. So it was nice to kind of have the the balance of the two.
1: And like when you make that decision too, like I don't remember how long in the game it actually was. But looking back, it felt like a long time before they rejoined your party. Because like if you go a long time after that decision, not having Shira at all. Yeah, I want to say it was
0: a uh, at least a chapter or two.
1: I think so. I think it might have been two or almost two and a Cause,
0: half. Because uh, Annalise is the one that shares with, right? Yep. Which, bro, what that scene <laughs> where they come back and Annalise is like, "There's something I really want to tell you, Estelle, and I really want to ask you, and you know, I don't know how you're going to react about it, and it, it is totally making it seem like she's about to like confess her love to Estelle." Yeah. To the point that Agate's like it does the the thing where he's like thinking to himself and he's like, Damn kids, are they really gonna do this here in public? <laughs> and then it turns out Annalise is like, I wanna be your rival. And everyone gives a sigh of relief. <laughs> oh. And
1: see and this was one of my first parts that I was really bummed out in this game, playing this game, because what I had thought was going to happen when that split happened was I was going to be playing two parties. I was going to be playing Estelle and Agate here, and they were going to meet people to join the party, and I was going to be playing Shara and Annalise here and have people join the party. You never never play as Annalise again. Annalise is only in the very beginning of the game during the prologue is when you get to play with Annalise in your party, and then she's gone forever.
0: Which is a bummer, because she's a great character. Yeah. Like, she is fantastic. Uh, The chemistry between her and estelle Mm -hmm. was awesome and yeah she's just gone she's in another team you know um and then there was one other oh oh yeah um while i'm still thinking about it this is kind of a a backtracking a little bit dude when agate goes and he gets fucked up and then he comes back to his town and tita because tita's got this weird relationship with agate and she's like let me stay and take care of him like, you guys are like okay, so you guys leave, and then there's this big long cut scene with Tita and Agate, and it was so heartwarming mm-hmm. because Tita was just like crying and upset, and but in a, in a good way, she was just so happy that Agate was like okay and waking up and stuff, and and then he, I think that's when he explains to her about his sister and what had happened because she had kind of overheard, and. He, and then she, she's like, well, I'll be your, your sister. Oh, it's just what a heartwarming little scene. And it's like, man, I enjoy that my jaded ass can still get moments like that that make me tear up a little bit. And it's not, I'm not just like, well, this is fucking dumb. Let's get back to the action. Call of yeah. duty.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely really like that scene <laughs> as well. And I like how it was basically being built up to since the first game because yep. tita and agate had developed that strong relationship from the first game you know like so i think that it was extremely well done some of the things that they thought through from the first game to the second game they had the whole thing written out beforehand they had to for this to have worked yeah. as well as it did
0: yeah 100 percent. i do think that they sat down and wrote this entire story and they were like this is long we should split this yeah, yeah. but moving back to my
1: last point too is like where i was bummed we need to play as Annalise more yeah there was a lot of that in this game like there were actually only really not including Annalise, two characters that were added into your party at any point in this game from the first game and we haven't even mentioned him at all but this guy's a big player throughout the course of the game it's this guy named kevin i was just about to bring up kevin man I love Kevin Kevin is fantastic I love this character a lot which is a hard thing to do in a sequel is to write in a character that the people that played the first game are gonna like as much and I feel like it took me like a chapter or two to warm up but once I did
0: Kevin became like this character that I have really really liked dude any scene that had Kevin and Olivier mm-hmm. interacting with one another was pure gold pure gold because they are one of the same <laughs>
1: And the funny Um, thing about Kevin is he's a priest Well that's what they tell us in the beginning of the game He introduces himself as a priest
0: of The Idios Church Yeah And he's like uh, one of the uh, And then then you find out he's like A grails Ritter, which is what they call it Which is like one of the people who goes and hunts down uh, Artifacts But he's like but I'm just a rookie Yeah, Like you know I'm just I'm new at it You know they just sent me out because they're like oh yeah you can handle this It's not going to be too hard and everything And you learn as the game goes on and that motherfucker is full of shit.
1: Yeah. He is, that very is a good good lie. And his relationship with Estelle
0: is kind of funny too. <laughs> oh yeah where he's like, he is so much with Estelle like one of those guys who's like you know, we could make out right now. Yeah. Unless you don't want to then I'm just kidding. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> like One of my favorite
1: seeds too was when you know,
0: if Joshua does come
1: back and he's with Estelle. He's like <laughs> Kevin pulls Joshua aside he's like, hey man, if you leave her alone like that again, just remember some guys might take that as she's single.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's just like giving Josh like the the little nudge, like, "Yo, you do that again, I'm taking this bitch from you." Yeah, <laughs> fucking tr- fucking try me, bro. You see this green hair? I don't play around. <laughs> My brother's the lead singer of Offspring.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, man, Kevin turns out to be a total badass. Yeah, um, and I am actually like excited that he is the protagonist of trails of the third. Yeah. You mentioned trails that. To me. third. I haven't looked
1: too much into the third yet. Cause I kind of want a lot of that to be a surprise, but I'm not surprised that there's a new main character just with the way this one wraps up. And yeah. I'm pretty excited. It's him. I wonder, I want to know how that plays out. Cause he was a really cool character.
0: Yeah. I have no idea. All I did was I, uh, clicked on it to look. at I think I installed it cause I was going to load it up and check it out. But like, the cover is Kevin and some other chick. So I was like, okay, I'm going to assume. And then I just looked it up and it was like, yeah, he's the main protagonist or yeah. Protagonist. I always get protagonist and antagonist. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, I got that right. Protagonist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's the protagonist for the third one. And I don't know anything else. I just know that like, I'm ready for that. Yeah. Eventually. And then the other
1: character that she doesn't get added to the party until super late either. So like, it's kind of like almost like an Anna Lace type situation where she doesn't really get added to like the last chapter of the game. Instead of being the first part of the game, but one of my favorite NPCs from the first game becomes playable at the end of this game, which was Josette the blue haired um, stupid Sky tomboy. Bandit. Yeah, stupid tomboy.
0: <laughs> Dude, I I really enjoyed the way they wrote her in this game too. Because yeah. in the first game, she's just kind of like
2: she was an NPC. It, it, she's
0: a yeah, she was a bad guy. She was like a Jesse from Jesse and James, like that kind of like yeah, you know, just like and then in this game. Being that you know, for the first half of the game, Josh is with the Capua Bandits. Mm-hmm. You you really get to know them more, and especially Josette, and they built her character so yeah. well. It was amazing that I was. I mean, in my heart of hearts, I knew Josh was going to go back to a snow. <laughs> but there were times, that I'm like, "Oh, dude, is he going to end up with this chick? Yeah, because Josette was about Josh, bro. Oh yeah, about him. <laughs> but <you're laughs> like." Those were my favorite NPCs from the first game, and I'm really glad they got fleshed out more in SC. Yeah, hundred percent. And that, like, they elaborated on the fact that in the first game they were being mind controlled. They're really not super bad. I mean, they're not good people, but they're not evil like they were in the first game yeah. because they were mind controlled by what we know, who we now know is Weissman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree, man. They were they were fantastic. Josette, I I beat the game with her in my party. That's so.
1: funny to me. Like my final party when I went to the beat the final boss was uh, Estelle, Joshua, um, Agate, and Kevin.
0: That's a hell of a roster. Yeah, it's a hell of a roster. Mine because I was lazy. I needed these two characters for things, and then never went back to change them. <laughs> was Estelle, Josh, Chloe, and Josette. Um, I hoped. I hope that my my advice that I gave you helped a little bit. Um, because brother when I got to that part where I needed an an ancient name or whatever to get the bracelet for it to print me out the thing for the whatever the fuck I ended up having to look up a guide oh I did too (laughs) I I was like what the fuck am I who and then I looked it up and they're like oh you need Chloe because she's got elder blood or whatever and then oh okay which makes
1: sense but I'm glad I just looked that up and didn't spend like I used a guide for parts of this game because I was just like I don't want to spend forever knocking my head against the wall trying to figure things out.
0: Yeah, and then I saved the Josette and then ran all the way to the fucking ship where you're supposed to go to next, and they were like, "We shouldn't oh, do this no. without Josette." <laughs> God damn it! So I would run all the way back to the ship, and get Josette in my party, then run all the way back. <laughs> so that's much. That's why I was like trying to save you some backtracking by like, "Hey, learn from my mistake. Yeah. Take this person and this person with you."
1: <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, But uh, but yeah, and I, I mean, we talked about this before we started. I didn't want to cover this game beat by beat because I very much want people to go play this if you haven't. Like, Yeah.
1: And I think we've talked about a lot of this stuff, especially if you listen to our episode on the first game. We kind of gave some hints on what kind of happens. And I think they're definitely worth playing through. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like there was one other um,
0: thing I wanted to bring up, but I can't think of it. Uh, I I will say that I think um, the battle system was improved a little bit. Um, I didn't use it as often as I probably should have, but the combo system was cool. That was cool. I didn't use it as much as I should have either, but when I remembered it existed, man, you could deal some damage fast. You could do some serious damage. Like, especially in the times that I could, where there was like a little group of enemies near each other and I could hit more than one at a time, it was like, yes, please. Because, I don't know about you, but like starting this game off at the level you did, it was like it wasn't hard but it definitely didn't feel like oh okay I'm starting a game from scratch it was like oh no I'm very much continuing from where I left off because yeah. these enemies are hitting me hard as fuck <laughs> yeah
1: but once you were finally starting able to like grab your new equipment and stuff like it leveled out pretty easy yeah. you got strong again
0: but yeah yeah but there in that first little bit before I started getting some gear I was like oh boy this might be a little bit of a struggle but it it, uh, it like you said it leveled off oh, yeah. which
1: was nice One mechanic in this game that I thought was it's a really good good mechanic was that if you die in a battle, you lose the battle, you can just hit retry and it pops you up back into the middle, like back into the beginning of that fight. And it also lowers
0: the difficulty. Yes. And that is also very nice. Um, you can actually turn that off in the, in the options. And I was like, why Why would I want to, if I would you do that? (laughs) Because
1: like (laughs) the hardest boss fight in the game, and I don't think it's going to be a surprise that this is a boss fight was probably, um, um, Lowe or Lawrence, like, oh, that was bro, like, the hardest boss fight in the game. I had
0: to hit retry on that one three or four times. Bro,
2: yeah,
0: same. Because, dude, his clones, it was like, if you didn't take care of those fucking clones, they were going to overwhelm you. Yeah. And not only that, he's also got these other things that are in the battle, too, you have to worry about. And it was just, there was so much going on. Yeah, whereas I didn't need a retry for the final boss. <laughs> no, you know what was funny is the final boss. Like, I, so, full disclosure, I spent a day of playing this game just grinding
2: <laughs> of course with, a
0: trainer, with, with a trainer on, with uh, two times XP, <laughs> right? So, I beat this game with Estelle, Josh, I think it was just those two were at max level. Wow, okay. Right? Um, so, it was funny that when I was attacking the, the final boss, I'm like, why am I not hurting you? I did so much grinding. <laughs> Why am I? Not? And then it turns out that he's got a force field. Then there's some shenanigans that go on. Yada yada yeah. yada. But like, I was I was livid. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, don't tell me I wasted all that. And then when I could finally hit him, I started doing some damage to him. I'm like, there it is. Yeah. Okay, my my time was not wasted. <laughs> yeah. But man, dude, the the scene where Lowe comes in in uh, is it? But it's not Bose. Um. What was it? Uh, it doesn't. Uh, that the, the big city when he comes crashing on that dragon, boom! And he's just sitting on top of a dragon. I'm like, what a badass! <laughs> and then he's like, No, this is just part of an experiment. Just wanted to see if the dragon would listen to me, and then flies off. And it's like, dude, yeah, that was so cool. And then the the cutscenes in there there were a couple anime like anime cutscenes, which I thought was cool. Um, the cutscenes of like the ships doing air combat and fighting the dragon and different things like that was super well done in my opinion. Yeah, I like that. I I really enjoyed it, man. Um, yeah. Uh, so if you were going to... Let's, let's do a rating, my good sir. Alright, let's get into um, it. If you were going to give Trails SC a rating, uh, what, what would you give it? Yeah,
1: so I had to look this up because I honestly thought this game was very good, very fun, but I don't think it's as good as the first game. I think the first game okay. was a better game by a full point and i gave the first game a nine out of ten so this one i'm going to go ahead and give an eight ornaments out of ten Both staffs
0: all right i mean i can't argue that um i don't remember what i gave the game um i probably gave it a very high score (laughs) because i really liked the first one um but i would give this one like objectively because like I said and what we talked about is a little bit of a slog in the beginning mm-hmm. but it really ramped up in the end which earned it back some some uh, points with me but like I'm going to give it a, a solid uh, eight and a half Kevin's out of ten Olivier's Matt, it's fair I think it's a good solid rating Like, very good game um, definitely recommend you guys play it play the first one first. Um, it'll first it'll be a much better experience <laughs> I definitely want to play um, the third
1: one, though. I definitely am
0: excited to get into that one at some point.
1: Hopefully, yeah. master loot sooner rather than later.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: hopefully. Uh, and then with the the tra- after the trails in the third, then we got the, cross- the two crossbell games, and then you getting into Cold Steel. Now, I do want to tell you, I loaded up Cold Steel just to see what it looked like with the 3D graphics and everything. It looks good, but something that I realized is that the art, the hold R two to speed things up still around Love in that. cold steel because that was and such like, a godsend yes. in these games <laughs> hell yeah dude i can't imagine how much longer this game would have took, taken me if i didn't have that button i Bruh. held that button down 80 percent of this game bro no joke
1: <laughs> i can't imagine going through combat without holding that button down because combat is so slow if you're not holding down the r trigger
0: Yeah, 8-Duty got to the point, too, um, in combat where anytime there was, like, a slight cutscene or something, I would just hit B, and it skips through it. Mm. And it would be, so, like, the the final moves, like your S-breaks and stuff, I would hit it and then just tap B. I did not know that was a thing. Yeah, and it would just immediately, just boom, hit him with the damage, and it would be over with. I would have liked to have known. Well, now you know for the third, yes, you can skip animations. All right. Um, All right, buddy. Yeah. So, so my question for you, do you want to do listener questions first or do you want to go ahead and do the quiz about the game? Let's do the quiz. Let's go ahead and Let's do the quiz. All right. Because we had a we had a go, ahead, go for it. i say we had a quiz created by one master loot for the Steam Machine podcast for the Trails in the Sky SC Trivia. Now, the way this is set up, he did it uh, like a um, PowerPoint. But I don't have a PowerPoint thing on here, so it loaded it up as a uh, PDF, like a slide file thing. Okay. So I can look at the questions without knowing the answers. I'll have to just scroll down. So, um, so this first one: the rules of the trivia. The host shall display this presentation to himself and participants. So now that I'm thinking about it, let me share my screen real quick. Going fancy with this one. All right. The host shall participate, but pre- refrain from looking up answers slash turn off your second monitor if you have one. I don't need to do that, but thank you, sir. Uh, the host shall reveal questions statement and options and read them out clearly. Participants shall carefully read the question statement and choose one of the four given options when participants or whence participants have chosen the answers. The host shall reveal the correct answer and participants, including the host, shall note of their answer was correct. Hosted participants shall continue until they have reached the end of this trivia where their bracer rank shall be determined <laughs> by the count of their correct answers Have fun I like that at the end the bracer rank Yeah, thing. I, I dig that. All right, so During your first battle against Walter the direwolf your team gets saved by A. Earthquake caused by the gospel B. Bracer Zen C. No one. You get spared by Walter Or D. The Zeiss branch manager Kilika I'm going I mean, I'm going B it was it was Zen because that was his introduction to this game. I'm pretty sure.
1: Was it? I can't remember now. Because part of me is thinking it was actually D, the Zeiss branch manager Kilika.
0: I'm gonna go with D on this one. Okay, you're gonna go with D. I'll go with B. Um, let's scroll. Ah. During your first battle against Walter, your team gets saved by Bracer Zen. Fun fact: in TIT'S FC PSP English release, Zen's name was Zane. Ah. This was later corrected in other games releases. Okay. So that was just a mistranslation. All right. So that's one point. Will you do me a favor and keep track of points? Yeah. let Let me open up a quick little notepad. All right. Okay. All right. So question two, which of these items is an iconic keepsake of Joshua? A, a picture of the Bright family. B, a harmonica. C, twin swords. Or D, the necklace he received from Estelle. That is B. I think it's got to be B, the harmonica. Yeah, it's the harmonica for sure. Yep. All right. Uh, It is the harmonica. Fun fact Joshua's theme song, The Whereabouts of Light, is inspired by a 1986 animation film called Castle in the Sky. Uh, from the soundtrack of uh, the girl who fell from the sky. Actually, that's not the only thing that inspired from this animation film. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna have to watch it, and it's a, and it's a Studio Ghibli joint. I need to check that out. What's the name of the Bracers Guild training facility located in Le Mans State? Mm. Uh, a the Le Mans Training Facility, B Le Logel, C the Grimsel Fortress. Or D, St. Croix?
1: I'm going to let you guess first because I'm pretty sure I know the right answer and I don't want you copying me. <laughs>
0: okay. Um, uh, I think, ah, man, the fortress sounds familiar to me. Like, training facility doesn't sound familiar. I don't recognize the logo at all. And St. Croix just makes me think of LaCroix, so I'm not going to pick that
2: regardless.
0: <laughs> Sh- Call back to the Patreon section You should join Patreon, Patreon.com Slash Steam Machine Podcast Um So I'm gonna go see The Grimsel Fortress I'm gonna go Be Le Alright Let's see Damn it <laughs> It is Le Locle. It is Le Locle. So that is a point for you And not a point for me My good sir Oh wait Fun fact Le Locle Is named after the canyon Where it's situated Oh Okay Oh yeah It doesn't tell you that in the game But this map he's got right here Does say Leloco Locle Canyon Or Canyon <laughs> Libero is surrounded by these countries. A, the Erebonian Empire, Le Mans State, and Calvard Republic. B, the Crossbill State, Le Mans State, Calvard Republic, and the Arabonian Empire. C, the Erebonian Empire, Calvard Republic, and Crossbell State. Or D, the Calvard Republic and the Arabonian Empire. Um, I know for a fact that Calvard and Arabonia are... yeah. But what was Crossbill near them? I don't think it.
1: I'm going with D on this one. I think it's just the two. Because I think it's surrounded by water on one part of it.
0: Oh, you know what? I think you're right. I'm going with D. Right. I'll go. I'll go D as well. But I have a strong suspicion it might be C. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go D as well. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Well, I'm glad I fucking. <laughs> yeah, it was the uh, fun fact. There are many countries revealed during the series. However, the eastern side of Zamuria still remains hidden. Mm. Hmm. Oh, okay. There's a map here that he. <coughs> oh, here's, here's a map. Oh, that's cool. Okay, so yeah, Liberal Kingdom really is down there by the water in the south. Yeah, that's what I thought. And everything else is up to the north. Okay. Man, the Arabonian Empire is
1: big. Yeah, it is. well, they're kind of warmongers, so that's kind of their thing. Oh, Take as much land as <laughs>
0: Fair enough. All right. Liberals suffered from a war six years ago prior to the events of the first chapter. What was it called? A, the Hundred Years' War, B, the Hundred Days' War, C, the War of Independence, or D, the Hundred Hour War? I'm so torn between two of those answers. Yeah, me too. Me too. A and B. (laughs) I'm like, fuck, what was it? I, uh, I want to say I'm gonna,
1: A. I'm gonna go A on this one.
0: Are you okay? I was gonna say A too, but I was just for the indifference, I'll go. I'll go B. <laughs> so, because I don't want to copy every time, so I'll go B. Uh, let's see.
2: Oh. Yes,
0: yes. Woo! All right, it was B. The Hundred Days War. Fact. Oh, this isn't this isn't a fun fact. Okay, just a fact. Just a fact. Many Liberlians lost their family members in the war, including Estelle and Agate. Oh, well, yeah, yeah that, that's, that's not, not fun. fun all.
1: That's not fun at all. <laughs>
0: uh, what is the full name <laughs> of our beloved student, Chloe? <laughs> yeah, I just saw what you were laughing at. Uh, a, Claudia von Auslisi. B, Chloe Bright. C, Chloe Rins. Or D, Claudia Schwarzenegger.
1: <laughs> well, we all know German sounding names are evil in this game, so it can't be that. <laughs> um,
0: it's A, Claudia von Ellis. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely A. Although, I think von Oslis is also a German name, but I could be wrong.
2: <laughs>
0: Maybe she's really e- evil. We, we need to look better at her Uh-oh. eyes, the way her face is drawn. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact the Oslis family were the ones who founded Liberal. Nice. (coughs) What is the enforcer number of the Angel of Slaughter Rena? A number 13 B number two C number 15 or D number nine. Now, while we're on this question, one thing I wanted to point out earlier and forgot the society of Ouroboros reminds me a lot and not that they're connected or anything, but like it reminds me a lot of organization 13 kingdom hearts uh, okay because it's it's so mysterious and you're like who are these members Oh, yeah. it reminds me of the same thing like same style of uh shit going on yeah uh so for this one though dude i want to say it was a i want to say she was 13 i don't think it was i don't
1: think it was that obvious if it was 13 i feel like i'd remember that i think i want to say it was number nine so i think i'm, I'm gonna go d on this one
0: D. okay i'll go a um Oh, you're both oh, wrong. We're both wrong. Both wrong. It was she was number 15. Fun fact, the society's enforcer numbers are based on tarot cards. Ren's aligns with the devil. Ah, uh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it doesn't
1: make a lot more sense now that you think of
0: Campanella the fool. Yeah, oh yeah. Dude, okay. Talk about a character that didn't get fleshed out a lot, but I'm so intrigued. Oh, he's going to be huge. Campanella. In, he's going to be huge in the third chapter, I guarantee it. Has to be has to be. Campanella is so intriguing. What's the name of the matron who runs Mercia Orphanage in Rouen? Is it A. Elizabeth, B. Lilith, C. Teresa, or D. Anna? I'm pretty sure it's Teresa. I'm pretty sure it's Teresa too. Yeah, so we're both going to go C? Yeah. Okay, we'll both go C. And we were right. Matron Teresa is Chloe's mother figure. That's the fun fact for this one. And that is true. That is true. All right. Next question. What does the game use to introduce Father Kevin Graham to us? Or what name does the game use to introduce him? Is it A, Father Kevin? B, Talking Grass? C, Kevin Graham? Or D, Insensitive Jerk? You know, I actually think it might be D. I'm pretty sure it's D. <laughs> I think it might I be D. I think it's D, Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Yeah, it is.
2: <laughs>
0: Insensitive. Oh, I love his smile. Yeah. I love Kevin. Fun fact Father Kevin serves as a comedic relief when he interacts with the main cast, but never shows his true side. His story and character growth is revealed in Tits the Third. I love that it, the acronym for Trails in the Sky is just t- <laughs> It's just tremendous. Uh, what's the name of the airline company that takes you around Liberal? it A. The Liberal Orwell Ship Company or Co. Uh, B. Liberal Airlines. C. The Royal Airline Co. Or D. Reinford and Werner Co. Huh. I want to think it's honestly just B.
1: Liberal Airlines.
0: See, I think it's C. I think it's the Royal Airlines. You might be right. Alright, so you got B. We got C. Yeah. Let's scroll. Let's <laughs> see. Both wrong. Both wrong. It was a the liberal orbital ship company. Man, we're not going to have a great bracer. We're well, not. It's okay. I ended this game with the rank of D.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, I think I was. I think I was D or C. Yeah, which which sucks because that scene, apparently that scene when Estelle mm-hmm. is like Olivia, you're full of shit. Like, is much more impactful if you can be like, I'm a A rank bracer. God damn it. Yeah. Instead of being like, I'm a D rank bracer. <laughs> Uh fun fact, airships are what brought victory to Libero in the 100-day war. Not year. Not year. <laughs> What's the name of Estelle's favorite shoe brand? Oh, that's a that's a callback. Uh A, the Strega Corporation, B, the Verne Company, C, the Reinford Company, or D, the Epstein Foundation? <laughs> Every time this
1: game said the name Epstein, I was like, oh, God.
2: <laughs>
1: but I'm pretty sure it's A, the Stregor Corporation.
0: I think it is too. I think, it, yeah, I'm going to go A as well because I, I think that that's the only thing that sounds remotely familiar to me other than Epstein. And that's just. Not the same thing. <laughs> uh, ah, we're right. Okay, so it is the Strega Corporation. Um,. Fun fact, Estelle loves Strega shoes so much that she frequently asks her locals if they have received the latest models. Uh, this cute G-ranked bracer, or no, C-ranked. Sorry, this is just a weird font. This cute C-ranked bracer's biggest weakness is all things cute. A, Analise. B, Tita. C, Karna. Or D, Agate. Oh, it's D agate all the way. Jk, it's A Annalise. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely Annalise. <laughs> and I was waiting and waiting and waiting for the moment where Annalise was gonna meet Tita, and then when it happened, yeah, <laughs> it was exactly like I knew it would be. When Annalise is just like, "Oh my God, you're so cute," and just grabs Tita and squishes her. Like, oh, it was tremendous. Yeah, hundred percent. Look at look at Annalise. Yeah. How can you not love yeah, her? She's great, fantastic. Fun fact: cuteness is justice. <laughs> All right, crystals that monsters drop after defeating them are called A, Sepith, B, Septium, D, Quartz, or or C, Quartz, or D, Septian, or Septian. It's A. It's A. It's, it's A, A. Sepith. It's sepith. Yeah. I've seen that word so many yeah, times. all right Because <laughs> it makes me think of
2: Sephiroth, Sephiroth.
0: Yeah, we're right. Fun fact, in Tits SC, seventh value increases each chapter until it reaches 30 30 Mira per sepith. 10 was the starting price in FC. Talk about inflation. (laughs) For real. All right, who's behind Easter Egg Hunt side quests our Bracer friends have to solve? Oh, no. Uh, A, the Ravens, B, Phantom Thief, B, C, Branch Managers, or D, Joe? Well... I know you'd never see this or this joke coming, but it's the Phantom Thief V. <laughs> blue Blanc. The Blanc. I don't even think we ever like mentioned his name earlier, but yeah, it's Blue Blanc. Yeah. Which is spelled Blue Blanc. Yeah. But, you know, French. Yeah. Hey, if he would have had a German name, his name would have been... I don't remember the word for uh, blue and white. I know Vice is actually white, but... Uh, I don't remember the color. in blue is. either. But his name would have been so much more hardcore. <laughs> like, Blue But his whole thing was like, he was basically the evil version of Olivier and Kevin. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Those three, like, they could have a buddy sitcom. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, but was that one, the, the branch manager? I'll go see, because I remember there was one time where they sent them out on a thing to... Uh, uh like they were just testing them or whatever, and it was like the whole oh but that wasn't the oh well, I already committed. Yep. God damn it. <laughs> Alright, you were right, Phantom Thief B. Fun fact Phantom Thief Blue Blanc is one of the most mysterious person in Tit's trilogy, and his true identity has never been revealed. Uh you can learn more about him in Tits the Third's Stardor Eleven. Hmm, okay. Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> Grand Cell is the capital and the biggest city in Liberal, yet it doesn't have A. That Grand Cell is what I was trying to think of earlier. Mm. A. Fishing spots. B. Ancient Zemurian building. D. Or C. Accommodations. Or D. A mayor slash elder. I want to say it's A? I want to say B. I'm committing okay. to B. So, okay, I'll commit to A because I don't remember fishing in Grand Cell, but I could be wrong. Oh, really? We're. Oh the queen uh, Double fail Damn it Why was I thinking of the place that's got the mayor who's the that's blonde what I was, I was That's why nice. I didn't think it
1: was mayor either that's Fuck man. me too, me too.
0: <laughs> Fun fact Queen Alicia von Auslis Also serves as a governor of Grand Cell And has been doing so for 40 years I guess they don't have Terms or service terms Uh In chapter 4 you get a side quest where you witness A drinking battle between 4 contestants Ina, Shirazard Olivier and Anton Who won the battle? Did you do this quest? I didn't I didn't. (laughs) Damn it, okay Um I have a
1: feeling I know who I have two people that it's between
0: Yeah, I know it ain't Olivier because he ain't even a fucking
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna say A, no one. It was a tie between Shirazard And Ina. That's my guess
0: Okay, and then I'm gonna go Ina. Okay, just just because I think it would be funny if she beat Charizard. Damn it Nate is right. It was it was a tie fun fact be careful with these two. They won't get drunk even after 37 bottles of liquor <laughs> Jesus Christ and they look so innocent. They do and They will drink you under the table It <laughs> makes me think of the time I went and hung out with a friend of mine this girl and she was like yeah well, We can drink okay I was hungover for three days. <laughs> Especially Aina though, because Aina does not look like the type. Not at all. I mean Shira, Shira looks like she could probably hold her own. Ina? is the one who sneaks up on you and's like, Oh, you want to make this a bet? Yeah. And then she just sharks you. <laughs> she starts shotgun and bruise like no one's business. Alright. Estelle and Joshua's relationship has left some fans feeling uncomfortable. On top of it, Falcon made this relationship a love triangle with this playable character. A. Olivier B. Kevin C. Josette or D. Chloe it's Josette Josette C for sure yeah we talked about this yeah that scene right there the one he's got the picture of where they're both when they both like just called a truce so they could both talk shit to Josh (laughs) hilarious great. and I felt that been in situations like that before (laughs) where all of a sudden the girls in the room are ganging up on me I'm like whoa Uh, Fun fact you receive a half a point if you guessed Chloe quarter point if you guessed Olivier quarter of a point (laughs) if you guessed Kevin quarter point you get the point. He's not wrong like all of those like had flirty stuff with everybody. It seems like Who won Ruan's mayor election a Norman B Portis C Duke (laughs) Nukem or D friendship
1: I never went back there to find out, but Mini- I'm going Mini- to go with the oddball guess here. I'm going to guess D friendship.
0: All right. I'm going to guess Portis. Portos, because that just sounds cooler than Norman.
2: <laughs> Damn it.
0: <laughs> Fun fact. Hail to the king. Vote C. <laughs> Tremend- I didn't even realize that C was Duke Nukem on the. No, that's tremendous. That's well played. Well played, Master. Well, yeah. Thank you. That was the word. I was like, well played. Yeah. The Ruan mayoral election is finally over, and both Ruan and Minoria, voters were out bright and early to cast their votes. The voting went smoothly and without a repeat of earlier incident. Early voting was also in place for the reserve army forces, but they lost count. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> After polls closed and votes were tallied, the victor was declared as Norman, who secured roughly sixty percent of the vote, while Portas said. Rigged. <laughs> I hate how much that actually sounded like him. <laughs> Dude, I, I hate how good I do his voice. I do. It really bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. <laughs> Kevin Graham presents himself as a wandering priest to, to our cast at first, but later reveals himself as a squire of Septian Church. B, the spirit of grass. Explains the green hair. I love the references to his hair. Yeah. <laughs> C, Knight of the Grails Grailsritter. Gra- Ritter. Excuse me. That is absolutely another German word. D, Enforcer number five, the Heretic Hunter. D, just kidding. It's C. Yeah, it's C for sure. But, dude, D's cool sounding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's Kevin. Hitching a ride. <laughs> he looks like he's hitchhiking. He <laughs> Fun fact, Kevin is not only a knight, he's one of the 12 dominions of the Septian Church. Damn. Uh, what's the name of the secret collectible book series in Tits SC? Well, now I'm now I'm con- oh, and t- well, I'm confused because I thought that was the uh the newspaper. Liberal News. There's another yeah, one. But that's not Uh okay, so A Back Alley Dr. Glenn. <laughs> I don't know why that strikes me so funny, a <laughs> Back Alley Dr. Glenn. That's a good song name. Uh, B, Carnelia. C, Gambler Jack. Or D, The Doll Knight.
1: So do you remember reading references to The Doll Knight in, um, when Kevin was reading that book to those kids? That was The Doll Knight. But yeah. I'm pretty sure the answer to this one is C, Gambler Jack.
0: Yeah, because that's the only one that jumps out to me that I remember finding more than once. Yeah. Was Gambor Jack books. And they'd be in the randomest of places. Yeah. Okay, so C. Nice. Oh, wait. There's actually a picture of Jack there. Yeah. Nice. I, I missed that wherever that no, was yeah. at. And that looks like uh, Tifa.
1: Dude, that dude looks like a modern person. He does not look like he belongs in this game. <laughs> yeah,
0: dude. Like, he's like, sub, bro. My name's Tad. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact. Collecting all 14 books is a requirement to obtain ultimate weapons in Trails in the Sky SC. A subquest that's continuous throughout the series.
1: Didn't get the ultimate. I didn't realize they were ultimate weapons. No. I think you can only get two in SC, like you can get two, you can have to choose which characters they're for. I didn't get either one of them, but that's fine.
2: <laughs> hmm.
0: Alright. In chapter seven's Tetracycling or te- Tetracyclic Tetracyclic? I think that's how yeah. it'd be pronounced, yeah. Okay. Tower quest. Which Ouroboros Enforcer can be visited in the region where he slash C was first met? Whew. A, the Phantom Thief Blue Blanc. B, Walter the Dire Wolf. C, the Angel of Slaughter Rena. Or D, the Bewitching Belle Luciola. That's her yeah. name. Luciola. I don't know. I
1: kind of feel like it might be D. That's my guess. I don't know. D.
0: Okay, you say D. I'll say. B. I'll go with Walter Darrow. Oh.
2: Ah! Yeah.
0: Complete guess. I got it right. Fun fact: During the last chapter, you can get unique character interactions if you bring the corresponding team members to your boss fights with the Enforcers. Motherfucker! That's what we forgot to talk. about. Oh well. Let's keep about. going. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say like that's what it was. Um, look them up on YouTube if you. Yeah. Like. Which of these characters had prior interactions with our Bracer friends in Trails in the Sky FC? A. Blue, Blanc, Anton, and Loy, or Lo, uh, B, Rina, Major Vander, and Olivier, C, Kurt, Colonel Richard, and Luciola, or D, Loy, Weissman, and Luciola. Which one was Ant? Oh, yeah, it's A. I, I feel like I remember FC having something like the Phantom he was there, showing up in that. He was there because yeah. he okay.
1: did the thing in the mayor's house in the fishing village or whatever that town was.
0: That's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll agree. A. And we are correct. Uh, fun fact. Blue Blanc is responsible for the first Easter egg hunt in Rouen in FC. Oh, there you go. Anton is a reoccurring character in the trail series and his search for love... <laughs> tremendous and low disguises himself as the second lieutenant lawrence yep all right what secret weapon did the arabonian empire develop to help liberal during the orbital shutdown a steampunk steam powered steampunk tanks,
2: tanks.
0: <laughs> steampunk <laughs> tanks yeah uh b the orbital rail gun c troops specialized in non orbital combat or d zero field generator it's them a steam powered tanks for the steam machine podcast I do believe that is correct because they come rolling up on those at that one moment And that's when Olivier comes out all badass like oh, I'm a prince blah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. yeah, there they are those beauties those beautiful 3d rendered tanks with 2d character <laughs> fun fact steam and gasoline powered tanks are easily overpowered by the most basic of orbital tanks Not when orbital doesn't work motherfucker which of these characters has an S craft called Bobcat? A. Kurt B. Josette C. Julia D. Annalise Josette I think we both know this Yeah, it's Josette It's B. Josette and That is correct Fun fact The Bobcat is a modified orwell ship That was originally intended for leisure rides for rich families But they stole that shit the, They might have been there Because they were the rich family Before they got Dethra. That's right I forgot about that. Damn, good call. Uh, what's the name of the... <laughs> Areola. <laughs> what is the name of the RLA, uh Guardian which the party fight in the sealed area at the end of the first game? Book A, Dragoon T20. B, the Arroyal Guardian. C, the Grand Bishop. Or D, Reverie. I want to say D, Reverie. Okay, I'm gonna say B the royal guardian Damn it. You're right You're right D Hell reverie. Yeah. Fun fact reverie actually was one of the guardians sent to destroy the f- facility under Gransell castle It was sealed just as the first barrier was activated explaining why it attacked only after Colonel Richard destroyed the first barrier Hmm you know interesting because the newest trails game that i know of that came out here is called trails into reverie mm, interesting so now i'm like what <laughs> all right all right how many points did you have my good sir i had 18 you had 18 and how many did i you have? had
1: 17 damn
0: it <laughs> okay so that puts me at a c rank bracer my good sir and that puts you at a b rank bracer all my orders bitch <laughs> Damn
2: it!
0: Oh, I like the ending screen. Thank you for your participation. Look at look at Olivia in the background with the awesome. barrel on his head. He drunk as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Josh had a dip in. He's spitting in his cup.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, tremendous! That was that was awesome. Yeah, man. thanks, Masterly. That was fun. Yeah, that was that was fun, man. And then we got the little prep. I just realized that says "Trails in the Sky" the third. That's not a hint at all.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's cool, man. All right, let me move you over here so I can pull up the... There they are. All right. So fan questions, my good sir. I guess sir. I don't need to watch your screen anymore. No, I can actually turn that off.
1: Yeah, all right. Let's go into these questions. And this first question I'm going to leave to you because you have a lot more experience with me. This comes in from our buddy Adam. If I want to try a CRPG, where should I start?
0: Ooh. Uh. Well... Uh, My first question to you is do you have experience with the older games? Um, Like if you're a fan of the Baldur's Gate games and things like that, I would recommend Pillars of Eternity uh, one and two Uh, They are pre-rendered backgrounds like it's just it's a fantastically awesome-looking game Um, If you want something a little different um, Pathfinder Kingmaker and Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous both fantastic Um, I don't want to say Baldur's Gate 3 Even though like that's a great starting point, but that is like still full price. So, you know, uh, but you can find Pillars of Eternity uh, Divinity Original Sin 1 2 you can find those are great too. Um, If you want something a little more classic Try like Planescape Torment Um, Baldur's Gate 2 this fucking game. I was talking about earlier Avernum Escape from the Pit find that on sale Um, There's so many so many <laughs> uh there's like a i think it's called beautiful desolations one um that you can play through the whole thing and there's like no combat it's all story driven stuff but it's still a crpg style um disco elysium which i i've heard so much about but i haven't played but i i hear it's fantastic it's one that i want to play for the show eventually um but yeah if, if i wanted to give you a definitive answer uh pillars of eternity or Pathfinder, uh, Wrath of the Righteous. Nice. To start you off. Sounds
1: good, man. This next one comes in from Team Retro. What other JRPG series are you into these days? Obviously, I'm always into Dragon Quest. Um, and then the only one that I'm playing right now really is Persona 5. So I'm going to give it to Persona for that for right now. But I'm just going to say Dragon Quest and Persona.
0: So, uh... Yeah, I'm also playing Persona, but everybody knows I love that. So um, other series um, Neptunia I still have been loving those Um, um, I've been dabbling in I haven't gotten super far into it, but I do enjoy the gameplay of it Uh, Agarest generations of war. It's just a long fucking game So I'm not even like attempting to try to like speed through I play it for an hour or two at a time and I'll beat it in a 100 or so Hours, I don't know. (laughs) It's, It's a long fucking game. Uh, and then other other games, like Dragon Quest is always good, Final Fantasy is always good, but I'm not really playing anything from them right now. So yeah, I'm going to go uh, Neptunia and nice. Hey,
1: It's also from our good boy Team Retro. What is your opinion on Kickstarter and Indiegogo?
0: I think they're cool concepts, and I think that they do a lot of good, but I also think that there are the people who like take money and run from those situations, and that kind of sucks. Yeah. And that and i
1: think there are people that are still on kickstarter that should be off of kickstarter like people that have made a big impact with the games that they were able to produce from kickstarter and then continue to go to kickstarter for more money that they probably don't really need anymore and that overshadows the little names that got the the need the start in the first place like i'm pretty sure the people who made shovel knight still use kickstarter and i think that's kind of shitty <laughs>
0: Yeah, that seems weird because Shovel Knight, that's a popular game. Yeah. Like, they had to have made money off oh,
1: of it. Oh, they absolutely did. And so, like, I kind of, yeah. like, think people abuse it in the wrong ways. And I think that kind of hurts its credibility in the long run.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can agree with that.
1: All right. Also, from Team Retro,
0: what is your favorite SNL skit? Oh, man. Uh, I loved Opera Man. Yeah. Uh, Opera Man was good. Um, I think my favorite oh man, Sweaty Balls. <laughs> uh Will Farrell and What's Her Face as the cheerleaders. Yeah, Sherry O'Terry. Fantastic. Yeah, Sherry O'Terry. Um, but I think like it's just far as like something they did that absolutely gets me every time I see it, is that fake commercial with Chris Farley and Adam Sandler, and they crack open. I don't remember the name of the beer but they crack open the beer and all of a sudden there's just like shirtless cabana boys and dudes everywhere. (laughs) And it's like a gay beer or something like a dude. It is hilarious. And I dude, just look up SNL beer commercial and look for Chris Farley and Adam Sandler. You will die laughing. It's so good. One that jumped out to me immediately is there is this one Will Ferrell skit.
1: Um, and I think the other person in it was Garth Brooks. It was just two people in the skit. And I think it was Will Ferrell <laughs> and Garth Brooks. And Garth Brooks is playing his guitar. And is like, man, I'd sell my soul to the devil to be the best guitar player in the world. Yeah. has to have one big hit song. And then Will Ferrell the devil pops up. And keeps going through these songs. He's trying to get for Garth Brooks' character. And he's like, oh, man, the devil actually kind of sucks. It's not worth selling my soul to him kind of thing. And it was just really <laughs> a lot funnier than I can describe Dude. it.
0: That that seems hilarious because when Will Ferrell first comes in and he does the devil reveal because that was like a character He would do every now yeah. and then when he goes to say I am the devil with Garth Brooks I guess he breathed in smoke or something because he starts fucking coughing <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I am the devil
0: <laughs> No, I just remember no my favorite skit of all time in on SNL was a little bit later on I think the host was Janet Jackson, right and it was they went to a wine Place and the two people making the wine were Horatio Sands and Jimmy Fallon. And they were soaking corks for wine oh. bottles. So they were master cork of soakers. Right? And he's like, Do you remember the time in college when we tried to help each other out and you soaked the my cork and I soaked the your cork? What year was that? Sixty-eight? I was thinking it was a 1970. Ah, okay. We soaked each other's corks somewhere between a 68 and a '70s. <laughs> so then, the, the, two, the two excuse me, is for one, Janet Jackson says cocksucker on accident <laughs> instead of "cork sucker." She's like, have you been, no, she says, have you been sucking co- let's <laughs> so crack cracking up. And there's a dude standing behind her and it's not Daryl Hannah, but it was like one of those guys, like one of the real character guys that were on SNL. And he's like, got on this really light yellow sweater with like a scarf and a hat. And he goes, I would like to try to soak a cork. <laughs> and Horatio Sands looks at him and he goes, you know, as soon as I saw you walk into the room, I said, you know what? He is a professional cork soaker. <laughs> and he looks at him and he goes, oh, well, I dabbled in college.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is such a funny fucking skit, dude. Look up SNL cork soakers. Look up. Garth Brooks and the Devil, and look up uh whatever the other one was that I can't remember because Corksoker just got me. But like, it's so good. Oh, the gay beer. Look up the gay beer commercial. All right, so next one comes in from Team
1: Retro as well. How would you responsibly spend one hundred thousand dollars if it were dropped in front of you with no catch, except for having to pay taxes on it? You can't spend it on stuff like video games or fancy cars.
0: Functional new cars are fine. Okay, so taxes on it, so you're probably talking you're going to have like 75k. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz the government be greedy bitches. You're, but but uh, only for
1: us poor folk.
0: Yeah, yeah. So let's make it easy. Let's make it 80. It's 80,000 that we'd have left over. Um I'm going to try to get into an apartment or something or like a down payment on a house. Um Although with 80k, I don't even know if you can do that these days
1: yeah what i would honestly Uh, do is sell my current house and add that onto my down payment for my next
0: house (laughs) yeah not not a bad idea not a bad idea um i might try to like invest some of it like take 10 grand of it and give it to a money guy and be like hey turn this into more money for me please yeah not a bad and take a percentage that's fine and then the rest of it oh i'll put some in the bank and then i would probably buy a better vehicle a functional vehicle there you go um but nothing, I don't need anything fancy, dude. Just give me a pickup truck. Yeah, like, like I just like want to I don't even need a big like one.
1: I would, that's what yeah, I would yeah. have bought if I had gotten $100,000. It still is the same thing I would have bought is what I bought. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, I'm not, I'm not Jeremy. I don't need, like, a fancy car no. where people are going to be like, ooh, look at my car. No, dude. I want to roll incognito. Yeah.
1: All right. This one is from Master Loot. What is a soft drink or dessert that's exclusive to the USA but should be spread around the world? That kind of funnily um, coincides with our Patreon section we did. I I would say Cheerwine. Throw that around the world because I know that it's very regional in the USA, but I think that would do well pretty much everywhere. It's good, 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 good.
0: And let me think of a dessert. If you're going the soda way, I'll think of a dessert. Oh, the dessert is Um, Moon Pies. Really? Moon Pies? Moon
1: Pies, man. Those things are freaking fantastic.
0: They are good. I'll give you that. But there's so many like dessert desserts that I think of like a like monkey bread. Mmm. But I don't know. Maybe monkey bread's uh, not just an American thing. I don't know. I don't either. I need to expand my culinary horizons as far as dessert goes, I suppose. <laughs> um, so I'll I'll just say, uh, never mind. It's the International Bottling, Co- Bottling Company. I can't even use IBC. Cheer one. <laughs> Birch beer. <laughs> yeah, <it's> good <tough>. stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. That's I can't think of any desserts. My mind blanks as soon as I try it. But yeah, I'm going to say monkey bread. Cool. All right. This one goes from Master Loot. What is your favorite heroic entrance from Trails in the Sky second chapter? I mean, probably when Cassius came riding in on a fucking dragon. Yeah,
1: that was pretty good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, that was pretty badass there at the end. Um, which, by the way, we didn't touch on Cassius. Uh, this is the second game in a row where he is just, like, portrayed as the god among men. Like, he, he Cassius can do no wrong. Yeah. Apparently, he's just the, the badass of badasses. It's, it's impressive. I wonder why he never got a game.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I guess my favorite heroic entrance, I don't know. I'm just going to say, this isn't really an entrance, but it's kind of like an exit for a villain kind of thing. But the very end of the game, what Kevin does, I'm just going to say
0: that is my answer. Oh.
1: Master, You know what I'm yeah. talking about. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that scene is is hardcore. And then how that scene wraps yeah. up too is like Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's a really good scene. <laughs> Which again, who the hell is camping right? now? <laughs> Damn! All
1: right. it. This one's from Adam. What's your favorite mob in the game? My answer: I don't have one. I think the monsters in this game are very forgettable.
0: Yeah, I like their designs, but none of them particularly stick out to me. I mean, it's more so like the the boss monsters look really cool. And sometimes the monsters you'd find in chests would be cool looking. But, like, as they're general monsters, uh, they're all right. I'll go shiny palms because I thought they were cute and they give you a shitload of experience if you kill them. <laughs> they are the metal slimes of this game. I never killed one and I didn't feel bad about it because this game just
1: levels you to where it wants you to most of the time, anyway. Yeah. All right. For sure. This is from Adam. Hopes for the rest of the trilogy and hopes for the rest of the series. I mean, my hope is that this next game, now knowing that Kevin is the lead character, I'm just hoping he can carry that game as well as Estelle has the first two. Like I believe he can, and I'm excited yeah. to see it. And I just one thing my hope for the rest of the series is that it doesn't lose its charm and character through its transitions into higher technology. Because this game is yeah. at a level there I could have imagined playing this on a PS1. And it being a good game, I'm worried that as technology's improved, they might lose some of that charm and
0: character that it has. Yeah, I agree. Uh That was going to be one of mine. And the other one was that I hope that the writing stays as good as it is. Like, this game can weave a story. And I want to see that continue, especially since all these games are connected. Yeah. Like, come on now. Give it to me. <laughs> all
1: right. And this next question is getting somebody banned from the discord. Uh, This one comes in from Jeff. So I'm going to give each of you a game to fight against Yakuza. The game you do not choose is erased from existence. So which game do you not want erased? It's specific to each of the three hosts. Dalton for you, Yakuza or Tomb Raider. Fuck you, Jeff.
0: Ah uh, man, um, I have so many childhood memories tied to Tomb Raider and playing it with my dad that I can't give that up. So as much as I like Yakuza, I cannot get rid of Tomb Raider. So I'm, I'm still I'm going to I'm going to Big Tomb Raider. Yeah. This next one
1: for me, you piece of shit, is Yakuza <laughs> or Sonic? And you had to do two Sega franchises against each other too, didn't you? dickwad uh <laughs> i can't get rid of sonic <clears throat> i just can't get rid of sonic because like <clears throat> who even knows if yakuza would exist today without sonic being what it was back in the day
0: yeah absolutely because sega i mean that their whole flagship was yeah, so it's like, still is still sonic. sonic it's like i can't get rid of sonic and as much as like people want
1: to talk about the Sonic series was bad for a while after the last game, I have a lot of hope for it for the future. Even so, I'm just gonna keep my Sonic for now and kick you in the balls next time I see you, Jeff. Um, and the question from then- Willie, I think we know the answer <laughs> is Yakuza or Doom.
0: Yeah, and we all know that Willie's absolutely going to keep Doom. Like, there's no question about that in Blue my mind. Willie would race every other video game in existence to keep <laughs> Doom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two things I want to say, Jeff. One, congratulations. You found a way to get all three of us to say we would kill Yakuza. Two, we're going to need ten Ray's Hill Praise Dales at least. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, actually, three, Jeff. Are you okay? Yeah, you okay, Jeff? Are you, you okay? alright? Cuz when you asked this, it cracked me up. Would you fucking Jeremy's like, "Who hurt you?" <laughs> are you okay?
2: <laughs> Jeff, you're you okay?
1: <laughs> all right, this one's from Dane. In an alien invasion scenario, do you offer Jeff as a sex slave to the aliens for putting you against Yakuza or me because you know I've always wanted to bang an alien. I know this is more of a yeah, spot
0: appropriate, but shots were fired. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> <coughs> oh, man. Well, when you word it like that, I do love Jeff. I don't know if I want to subject him to being a sex slave. If you've always wanted to fuck an alien, like, I can't deny you that. You could be the first guy to meet an alien species and fuck it. And then when they see you walking down the street, they'll point to you and be like, hey, homeboy fuck the Martian. <laughs> <more."> <laughs> yeah. So I'm
1: going to go, Dane, I'll let you get fucked by Dane. And I'm more the person that likes to deliver, um... Rewards rather than punishment. So, Dane, you've been a very, very good boy.
0: It's your time. You can have that alien budos <laughs> or wiener. We don't yeah, know.
1: either way. I'm sure you'll like it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or tentacles. You never know, man. Oh yeah. Fuck. Who knows? And this
1: one's from Team Retro. So here's my question: We ban and Jeff, or does he have to do some ring hells, phrase tales?
0: And we answer that. He's got to give at least 10 (laughs) and no copy paste bullshit. You type those motherfuckers out. Yeah. Like a man, (laughs) like a man.
1: (laughs) And this last question comes in from the lovely Kana. Is there a
0: game that's brought you to tears? So as I've gotten older, I don't know what it is. I've become more in tune with my emotions, I guess. Um, as stupid as it sounds I really think it's because I got really into Kevin Smith for a while and he I would listen to him Talk about how like he learned to just let his emotions out when he feels them And it like helped him with the release. You know what I'm saying so now I'll be sitting on the toilet and see like a cute puppy video and <laughs> You know like fucking a so games that have brought me to tears the ones that I can remember um, Persona 5 trails in the sky first chapter um, That might be it that I can remember right offhand. I might be forgetting one, yeah. but yeah.
1: I will also say yes. And the game that I can really remember doing that to me was actually Yakuza
0: Zero. Oh yes, yeah. That's yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. The scene with Nishki and um, Nishki and uh, uh, Kiri.
1: Yeah, that one got me hard, yeah. dude. It got yeah. me hard, that, that, it and didn't that was get one I was hard.
0: No, Yeah. <laughs> It got you in the feels
2: yes, hard.
1: That's the that's better way to say it. So, yeah. So, yes. Conor, <laughs> and Yakuza 0 is the one. So, once again, get your race hills, Praise Dale's up there. Right now, Jeff.
0: <laughs> yeah, right now, Jeff. As soon as you hear this, you better be typing. Out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that, that wraps it, man. Um, that wraps it. All right. then that means I need to pull up the uh, show diddly notes real quick. So, I can run through the house cleaning. And we can get up out of here. Also, uh, Willie is not here, but... He did tell us that for his next game that he would like to choose and this cleared up the poll and we were able to make a new poll which I'll talk about in just a second. He is picking Titan Souls which looks interesting. I know nothing about it other than it looks like it's a 2D game and it's probably going to be real hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll we'll see. I will probably be the one who likes it the least, but we'll see. I might love it because I love Shadow of the Colossus and he told me it has got a vibe about it like that. So, we shall see. And if you would do us a huge favor and leave us a review on iTunes and Spotify, that would be rad. Five stars on Spotify, or excuse me, five stars on iTunes. Even if you think we suck, tell us about how much we suck, but give us yeah, five yeah, stars. Yeah. That'd be sweet. Uh, Spotify, give us a thumbs up. If you want to come join the Discord, which I don't even plug our social media anymore, even though like, I think we're talking about trying to get the TikTok going again just to see what happens, but like, Discord... Come join. It's where all the shit happens. We got a bunch of people in there. Not everyone talks, but we appreciate the lurkers. Discord is bit.ly slash discord. And it's all capital letters. Just type that in. It'll get you an invite. Boom. You can join and come in and vote on the different polls, which we have three going right now. Three. The fan pick game poll, which Duke Nukem is still winning by a landslide. Hail to the king, vote C, baby. Which, again, I know we've touched on this the past few episodes. I'm touching on it again. The amount of interaction that we got on this poll was fantastic. I want to see that more often. Please, if there's a game on there that you really want to win, campaign for it. It was entertaining as fuck watching all you campaign for Duke. Yeah. And Fear. Both. And and shout out to Jish. I'm assuming your name is Josh, but I'm going to call you Jish because that's what you're... Uh, tag is, but like he came in and he's like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stand for Horizon Zero Dawn, <laughs> and shout out to you, man, because I agree that is a good fucking game, and no one else will believe me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then the other polls we got, we got the short poll, ga- uh, short game poll. So whenever we do, um, oh, and I can actually delete Titan Souls off there now that we talked about this. All right, so whenever we do a long game like Trails, we try to throw a, a short game in the middle. Like uh, Nate used his pick to do a short hike. You know, uh, kind of like that. So the poll that's up right now for the next short game that we would use is uh, Lara Cro- Lara Croft Go. Uh, excuse me, Lara Croft Go, uh, Blazing Chrome, Claire, Dreamscapes, The Sandman, and Far Cry Blood Dragon. So far, Far Cry Blood Dragon winning. All for one, all of those games good in their own right for different reasons. I want to say Dreamscapes, The Sandman. Pretty sure that's a hidden object game. Ooh. So, like, you guys know we love that. I'm just saying.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, I can't argue with Far Cry Blood Dragon winning right now because that game is 80s cheese, the video game. And it is, like, neon heaven. And I'm for it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then the other one is the retro game vote, which is something that I just came up with when I was like, you know what? Let's start taking advantage of the fact that RetroArch is technically on Steam. Even though we don't use that version um so i was like you know what let's pick let's each pick two retro games and we'll throw it up and in lieu of a short game one week when we or one you know episode when we need a shorter game we can run an old school we'll emulate something and see if how it holds up to this day's standards and for that we got my two choices which were jersey devil and toeball number one both for the playstation one we got Nate's two choices, which were Donkey Kong Country 2 for the Super Nintendo, and WCW versus NWO Revenge for the Nintendo 64, and Willie's choices, which were Adventure Island 4, which would be a patched ROM, a uh, translated ROM, and for the NES, and Super Noah's Ark 3D for the Super Nintendo. And looking at this, it's looking like Adventure Island is actually winning right now. Nice. So, no love for Toeball number one as per usual <laughs> as per you wait till I throw Stanley search for Dr. Livingston on there motherfuckers you just wait I'm going to campaign for that <laughs> uh anyway come join the discord bit.ly slash TSMP discord you want to check out the website which is up to date thanks to one Dane himself bit.ly slash the steam machine podcast capitalized that phonetically you'll be fine patreon you want to donate to the show That would mean a shitload to me. It actually uh, helps me pay my insurance, which is uh, needed. So thank you very much. Uh, Patreon.com slash the Steam Machine Podcast. Don't even got to capitalize any of that shit. All lowercase. Make it easy as hell for you. If you donate a dollar, you get each and every episode early, ad-free, and all of that jazz Um Although I will say this episode won't come out super early because we had to record a day late. That's on me. It's all good. Uh, so I do want to say that if you donate $10 or more a month, you get your name read on each and every single episode like these wonderful people. Nate Sir Cogsworth the seventh of Juniper. Jeff, the original expendable Mr. Syllables, old Jeffy Lube with a thousand nicknames himself. Arisa Adam, shout out to his podcast and blog in the Discord, Revival and Extinction. James the Steam Machine, home on in a hall Team Retrogue. go check him out over on YouTube, and also, now, you can hear Team Retrogue each and every week with me on the JRPG report. He's been doing good. He worries about him saying um too much. I'm like, that'll go away. It, it comes with getting comfortable on the mic. You'll be fine. One Mr. Puzzles Dane himself and Chad the Mad Lad, no C in his goddamn name, Schaefer. Thank you guys very much. We do appreciate it. Um, it means the world that, like, to me, that there are people who like this show enough to, to like, give us money yeah, for it. no kidding. That That's crazy. Is, I, I really appreciate that. Um, shout out to YavsPod. You know, the BS podcast, me and Jeremy, bi-weekly. On, on the opposite weeks, or the opposing, however you want to say that, of Steam Machine, you can catch YavsPod, uh, me and Jeremy, just shooting the bull for a couple hours. We don't go as long as we used to <laughs> now. Uh, but you know what's funny is that we do, we do two hour episodes now and we finish and me sometimes me and him will be like how the fuck did we do a four and a half hour episode <laughs> I don't know how y'all did that man I, was like, I mean I was I, I mean I was drinking during that particular episode I'm pretty sure but still it was like <laughs> man what what a I mean it was fun though um, and shout out to the JRPG report, which is a weekly JRPG news show where you can find me and Mikhailov, a.k.a. Team Retro, talking about some JRPG goodness. And we also released uh, on Sunday a Sunday special, which was the Ease 8 Lacrimosa of Donna original soundtrack. And it was fire. Nice. Ease has such good music. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, so shout out to those. You want to get pick up a shirt? Listen, I know. Like, none of you pick up shirts. I'm still going to plug this. I would love to start seeing some people in some Steam Machine merch, some Yabs Pod merch. And when you buy it, post a picture of it in the Discord. I'll, like, make a collage of it or something. Um, I don't want to copy Tadpog the way they did theirs, though. So I'll think of something. But hit us up with you wearing, wearing the merch. Uh, tsmpproductions.threadless.com. Uh, it, you can even get more than shirts. You want to get a, a jacket? You want to get sh- uh, underwear with the logo on it? It's there. Uh, show music, you want to check us out. Uh, check out if you like the music, find me, uh, Nile the Nightmare, on Bandcamp. Uh, you can search Nile the Nightmare on Spotify now and hear some of my hip hop stuff that I've been working on. You can also find me at Nile.night, Nile.The.Nightmare on TikTok. Go check me out over there. And well, you know what? Fuck it. While I'm plugging that kind of shit, you want to check out my vocal covers and stuff? Uh YouTube, just search Dalton Suter, uh, TikTok as uh DJ Viper352. Check me out. Uh I i my TikTok numbers have been doing relatively well. I'm surprised. Like I had one hit four thousand and I was like, Damn. <laughs> uh yeah, man. Uh and again, please leave us a five star review wherever you get your podcast. Is there anything else that you would like to say, my good sir? Nope. I think I'm good, brother. All right. Um no, Supai, Ka- oh, never mind, never mind. That was from last week, last episode. I'm like, what the hell is Supai Kame? I'm looking under <laughs> no. your notes, and I'm like, never mind. That's from last week, or last episode. All right, well then, our next game is Titan Souls. So keep your ears peeled for that. And in the next two weeks, we will catch you then. Uh, for the Destru- one half of the Destructo Bros, my name is Dalton, and as always, guys, take it easy.